Support for this past weekend comes from Manscaped, who is the men's best in below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. You know, your body is not your own. It's a rental. Your parents made it, and somebody made them. So it's all, this is all second, fifth, ninth, seventieth generation. And so your junk, that area, you know, that area is, uh, it needs to be tended to. Now that is your responsibility. And you got to tighten it up. Untrimmed pubic hair are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. I've t- I've I've definitely dealt my my uh my lower area a new lease on life with Manscaped and their um their their really it's really a grab bag of uh, of beautiful things that they offer here. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. This timid, this uh this trimmer won't nick your near sn- nuts or snag your sack. So sometimes Santa he comes down the chimney and people don't know there's a nail right there on the top of the chimney. Ooh. That's presents are going into the fire if that's the case. So you got to keep that sack intact. The lawnmower 2.0 also comes inside their perfect package, which makes the perfect gift this holiday season. It's everything you need to take care of your lineage. Don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That is just nasty. Tis the season to manscape. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, even uh, someone you don't even know, but someone you just imagine has that real, uh, that hairy yard. Get them the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Theo, T-H-E-O, at manscaped.com. That's right, get 20% off and free shipping with the code Theo at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code Theo. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. What's up, you little yard varks? We, 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 we moving. Have you washed your hands today? I was just wondering that. If everybody is washing their hands that used to be a real thing. You had to wash your hands because it was a lot more social interaction was based on that shake. You know, so you had to go hands first into the future. And if you washed your hands, I'm asking you. Just, you know, answer to yourselves. But are you, you what are you doing? You just riding dirty? You got those phalanges uh, of the Ganges, huh? You got dirt on your mitts. You just rolling dirty mitt first into the future? Come on. We're better than that. Let's go.
it's Bishop Gunn here. And that's the point right there when they say anything you want that I would take my top off if I had a top. And that's one of the gifts of women. They have the different layers that they can tempt you. They got the the scarf. They got the uh, vest. They got the blouse. They got the um bra. It's just one. And then finally you're like, oh, all right. You know, here's my money. And that's one thing that women have that that layered. They they can really they have that. The different layers of temptation. But when they say anything you want, that's when I would take my bra off. And look, I'll tell you this. If I was front row at a Bishop Gunn show, I might wear a damn bra. And I might unhook that little that little titty cape and just throw it onto the stage. Because that sounds freeing. That sounds very, very freeing. That is Anything You Want by Bishop Gunn. Thank you for being here today. It is December 2nd. Monday, December 2nd in the year 2019 in time. That's where we are. And I hope you're doing at least decent or better. And then sometime I even hope that you're doing great. I just got back from Louisiana and I ate it. People say right when they, you know, right when you get back, out of Louisiana, people want to smell your breath. They want to, you know, they want to check you. You know, like certain places you go, people want to check you for different food and different items. You know, you go to New Mexico, somebody will frisk you for a couple of uh, geodes. Or you go to, um, you know, you go to Wisconsin, somebody will run that cheese check on you. You know, they'll, they'll, uh, They'll freaking, they'll diddle your chimichanga for a little bit of cheddar. You feel me? People want to, they want to check you. In Louisiana, you know, you go down there and the food is just, damn. It's like you put it in your mouth and it, some of it is still alive. The crab, the the oyster. And it'll just, some of it, I, I had a, a crab. It was so fresh, the thing climbed down my damn throat. Just spelunked right into my own stomach. Uh, it wasn't even a meal. It's a damn pet. I feel like an aquarium. And they have that there. They have everything. You know, I ate it all. This oyster dressing stuffed, uh, you know, uh, stuffed oyster, grilled oyster, grilled crab, um, you know, gator bites. 
they had an urban uh, gentleman selling gator bites on the side of the road out of the back of a truck. By the box. It was just in like a little cardboard kind of setup, and you get 20 gator bites right there from that man. I said, damn. And it would then look, that gator, I don't know how fresh it was or fresh it wasn't, but it could have, I mean, that thing, it bit back. I had probably about 11 of those nuggets while I was driving across the um, Chafalaya Basin, and about nine of those bitches, they bit right back. Um, I'm happy to be back here. Uh, I'm happy to be here with you. I hope you're doing well uh, today. What's going on? Um, yeah, had a nice weekend. Went through the old neighborhood. Went for a jog. Um, and there's something, it's like you're almost running through your past when you do that. You know, I get out there and, and a lot of it's a little sad. It's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a nostalgia jockey. If you cut my arms off, you know, I wouldn't have any arms, but I would love nostalgia. I love just time warping and just going back inside of myself and then, you know, through the filing cabinets of my insides and and pulling out old files and and looking at old memories. And when you jog through the old neighborhood, you get that. You know, you get that. I, they had a squirrel. This one squirrel ran right alongside me. I mean, he might have been maybe like a grandchild of a squirrel that I grew up with or something. But, I mean, this thing ran probably about a mile and a quarter with me. And that's, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was looking for help. I don't know what the hell he was doing, but I'd never seen that in my life. And I didn't have any treats on me. You know, I didn't have any little you know, um, uh, acorns or, you know, no squirrel treats on me. And this thing, this little critter just zipping. And I mean, damn, like he had GPS or something. Like he had a damn iPhone. I mean, he was just making all the turns with me. It was really wild. But it made me feel a little bit at home just, uh, just having that animal, I guess, kind of just join me on my jog. But yeah, you pass old houses, you're like, oh man, I... You know, I really, you know, I used to go over there and sometime that lady would give me a, you know, a bowl of Doritos or something in the afternoon. You know, we had this lady bus, Miss Green, and if I came over there real sweaty, she would give me a bowl of chips. Um, And I don't know why, and it didn't matter. You know, but if I came over there dry, bro, I wouldn't get nothing. And so I started just knowing I had to go over there sweat. Hell, sometimes I pour half a glass of water on my face. And just bullshit my way over there to those snacks. But yeah, just going through your old neighborhood, be like, oh, I remember, I, I you know, I got a little, uh, I got a little sex over there by that house. You know, oh, I remember, dude, one house right down the street from me. Um, I don't, I almost lost my virginity in this homestead, and they had a, uh, the girl's mother came in the room. And I didn't know what to do, and so I walked right over and introduced myself, dude. And I was, I mean, I was, I was very, 
You know, I was five-legged at that point, if you get me. I was a five-legged animal when I met that woman. And, um, man, it was just embarrassing. And I also remember her, her daughter kind of smelled like cigarettes. I remember that a little bit. And, uh, but, but yeah, you go through the neighborhood and you just, all of that happens. Like, oh man, my friend drove his truck into that house right there on high, you know, when he was on high on liquor and everything. You're like, damn, that's crazy. You know, you're like, oh, that house burned down. Oh, that person passed away. That guy died from a, you know, he was in a boating incident, they call it, when you die in a boat. But all of that happens when you're in an old neighborhood. And so it was, you know, that was pretty enjoyable. Um, what else did I get into? Uh, oh, I was in New Orleans, went to the Saints game. Uh, went to the Saints game, Saints and the Panthers. Took my nephews. That was beautiful. These little beautiful bastards. Watching them just just take it all in. And the Superdome has changed. When I went, there was, you know, there, there was... Uh, there wasn't as much, you know, hoopla. There weren't as many lights and laser beams and, you know, they'll shoot every now and then they'll shoot some bitch out of a cannon and she'll fly across the dome. Now it's crazy. You know, they got when I was going, when I first started going, uh, it wasn't they didn't have as much, you know, hoopla. And so it was just more simple and it was just damn, you know, you see. But now they got people in the stands, people's, you know, everybody's. You know, everybody's got, you know, all kind of face pain and a big whistle on their head. And somebody's wearing like somebody had on like like a, a, a whole suit made out of flags, like the yellow NFL flags. Pretty cool. And watching it, just watching those children just take it in. It was really, you know, it was special. My brother and I, our first game we went to the, you know, my mother was dating a man. And this man was a was a Jewish gentleman, an urban gentleman too, and so he was doubled out, and and she and he uh, gave us tickets to a game, and we went, and as we're walking up to the game, it was I don't know when it was, man. It was Saints versus the Bears. Somebody offered to buy our tickets, so we're like, oh hell yeah, we'll sell them, we'll sell them. They said thirty five dollars for a ticket. And my brother and I were so excited about going to the game. The game. We're going to the Superdome. We're going to the Dome. We were excited, man. He was. He ripped one of my damn eyebrows off. That's how excited he was. And you know, and I wasn't even mad at him because I just I love the Saints so much. And so we were going to the Dome, and Mom dropped us off, or hell, she might have made us walk there. I don't remember. But we got there, and we had our ticket, boy. And I, I was so nervous, and my hands was just sweating. And uh, my ticket was—I had my ticket was wet. That's how excited I was. I just had that excitement, water just climbing out of my pores. And we got to the dome, and it was huge, man. It looked like like heaven had just put a little nipple down here on the world. And we got over there, and right as we're walking up, uh, this man said, I'll give you, I think it was a man, it could have been at the time a lesbian, but this man or strong woman said, I'll give you $35 for the ticket. 
and we're like, $35? What? Dude, we never seen the Saints, but we never seen $35. So we said we agreed. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I'll, dude I'll, $35, anything. I'll buy, you know, I'll buy the Saints. You know what I'm saying? I'll paint my brother black and gold and just throw the ball at him in the street. I'll do, we'll figure something out. Because total, that was going to be $70. And we were good at being poor and we were good at math. And, uh, and we agreed. And then they said uh, that they were undercover police and it's illegal to sell your tickets. And we said, well, we didn't want to sell them. You wanted to buy them. And, um, and I remember we got into an argument with these people or, you know, with these officers or whatever discussion. I mean, I'm sure we weren't really arguing, but then they took us up to the cop suite or whatever and let us eat all everything they had. Dude, they had so many corn dogs, gravy, soda. Dude, I probably had, I had six corn dogs, man. Dude, I was mostly corn. I don't even know if I saw the game. But I saw all four quarters of my stomach in that bit. And that thing was, you know, I was just, I could feel overtime just in my gut, bro. I was really, God, it was, it was awesome, man. Um, but we took the, we took the nephews and that was good. Uh, what else? We, oh, I met the best cross-dresser name ever i met a woman named turducken and this young lady or or middle-aged or older woman she was a cross-dresser or transvestite i'm not sure not trying to be offensive i don't know and most people don't know you don't know but her name was turducken and if you don't know that's a duck stuffed in a turkey stuffed in a chicken and if that ain't the most i mean if that isn't the the pinnacle of Louisiana uh, transvestite names, then I don't know nothing. She had huge earlobes also. Uh, You know, we had a lot of amazing calls uh, this time. A lot of really, there's always great ones, uh, but I really felt connected to a lot of the calls that have come in. And uh, thank you for anyone that's hit the hotline. Let's get a call right here uh, as to who listens to this show. Hey, Theo. This is Matt, my other buddy, Matt. Yo, yo. Just calling to say, you know, we love the show. Whoa. Two Matts? Two Matts. Now, that's always, I mean, if you have a friend that's the same name as you, that's is that egotistical? You know, imagine your name's Clarence and you got seven other people named Clarence and those are your buddies. At one point, I'd look at I'd look at a couple of those Clarences and be like, dang, bro, you guys are a little uh, self-motivated here. Double Matt. We got double Matt's right here. Let's hear more. And got a story about our past weekend here. We're driving his dog from Chi-Town all the way to Seattle. Oh, right on. Y'all run an animal, bro. Respect. And I uh, don't know if you heard, but there was a blizzard. So we're trying to drive through on the highway, and uh, the highway gets closed. So we think, you know, we're smarter than that. We can drive up the side roads, end up in the Badlands, which should have been a hint, but ended up getting stuck in a snowdrift, uh, calling around, couldn't get the car out, that nobody could come for help. Damn, this, 
Dude, this if you I feel, this thing's starting to sound a little romantic, huh? Let's go more. We're talking about each other like this may be it, man. This could be the end. The end of each other's bodies, huh? Onward. Uh, long story short, the fire department shows up. The local rancher shows up. We show up. A lot more men. Sound like a lot more men just showed up. Onward. They just bailed us out, man. It was it was pretty sweet, pretty yeah. special. We ended up getting drunk with the rancher at his place. Drank all his whiskey with him. A couple neighbors came by. We played cards all night. Damn, bro. Whoa. Man, I got to pull the plug, dude. I'm trying to stay straight, brother. I got to pull the plug on that. But uh, Double Mets, thank you guys for listening, man. Be careful out there. If you're running animals across state lines, first of all, that could be a legality issue. And if it's not, I can't believe it's not. Because they'll pop you for running an orange, bro. Dude, you drive an orange from New York to... Uh, Hawaii, you're fucked, bro. They'll pop, they'll fucking tase you, dude. You know, they'll tase you right outside of Salinas, bro. People aren't playing. The National Produce Association, or whatever those people, agriculture, oh boy, they're not playing. They'll pop a young fella for running fruits. So whatever you guys are doing over there, you know, don't, I mean, don't get the dog involved in it. If you guys want to be a couple men sneaking off and getting, dude, that story. Well, thank you for calling, man. That's all I'm saying is thank you for calling. And whatever you guys choose to do, man, I love you guys, bro. And I won't be that third Matt, but, you know, I'll officiate the wedding, dude. And uh, gang, bro. Uh, let's take another call. Uh, 985-664-9503 is the hotline. Onward. Hey, Theo, this is Tanner from Salt Lake City. Hey, Tanner, thank you for calling. And Tanner is also a goal of a lot of people. Uh, onward. Um, I just got a problem that I was hoping you could help me with. Um, so I'm on some antidepressants, and basically my junk doesn't work. Like, I can get in bed and go, but, I mean, I just keep going. Like, I never finish up. And Oh, wow. So, you really, you just out there just, oh, you got to b- just keep bumping. Onward? I know that you talk about how you're on the same kind of medication sometimes. So, I was wondering if you have the same problems and was wondering what you do to combat that. Well, combat, it sounds real aggressive. You know, if I dress up in a damn Navy SEAL uniform and sneak up on my wiener, then that ain't going to help anybody. But what I do think, bro, is, yeah, dude, I've taken antidepressants so long, I don't even know what it's like to not take them. I don't know who, you know, I've tried to not take them and it's hard. But how does it affect the, the, the body, the penis? Yeah, I remember definitely a time, you know, when I first started taking them that I couldn't, you know, eject, you know. And at the time, I was I was upset about it because I wanted to freaking watch that water. You feel me? As sinful as it is, brother, I wanted to watch that water. And now, bro, I think it's great, bro, if you don't ejaculate. Good for you, dude. Go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be all tired out. 
So you still you still get to do sex and you don't get tired. Go do something. Build a pyramid. You know what I'm saying? Freaking knit a hat, bro. Live your life. Do dice. Do something. You can be somebody if you're not, you know, because once you bust out and you throw that chi, you done. Once you spring chi, bro, that's it. Your energy's zapped. You don't know who you are. You couldn't pick yourself out of a police lineup. You're, it's Quavo, bro. You done, bro. So I think you got to just be grateful that you can't eject. Onward. Anyways, any help would be great. I appreciate you, man. Have a good one. Yeah, brother. I think you're on the right path. Busting, busting, you know, busting that sauce. That's old school. That's that's 90s. That's 2000s, dude. That's something your, your uncle did. Bro, saving that freaking, saving that that potion. So you could damn freaking, you know, you could be that. Dude, if you save up all of that gumption, bro, that's what you got to have. You save up that gumption. You'll be able to fucking tie a knot with your eyes, bro. The stuff you, the power you have. By holding on to that freaking body sauce and not just blasting that stuff out into the world, man. Just otherwise you throw in all of that, you throw you spouting. Otherwise you giving away that that risk water. That's your chi, brother. That's your DNA. And you just squirreling it out for some broad or some fella you met in the afternoon somewhere. I think you're you're better than that. So I say you just hold on. Do something. Go make a fucking tall sandwich, boy. Go build a pyramid. You know what I'm saying? You got so much probably gumption in you. If you hold on to it, you probably rearrange your damn toes, bucko. But you can do something. So, you know, people wondering why, you know, their kid is weak or their kid is this. Because you busted 2000 before you made your child. Imagine if you'd hold it up. Just held on, just held the line. And just, you had that one just, so there was at least something left in it. There was at least some decent oils in the tank. By the time a lot of us are making children, these kids, there's nothing. There's nothing in there. You know, there's not even any, there's probably hardly any of our DNA in there. There's probably more tears and stuff these days. Hell, my, my nuts are probably half filled with damn tears, bruh. But, you know, I mean, but look, I'm just saying that just look at it as a superpower and, and try not to just focus on it too much. Imagine that, though. You don't have to be all, you know, boxers don't blow before they fight. Mountain climbers, that one boy who climbed the mountain, Hope Solo. You see the documentary? Dude, he went, he wasn't. He told his girlfriend, and she was beautiful too. He said, Look, nobody's getting their rocks off till I get off that rock. And he held the line. So I think you have a gift, man. I don't think you have an affliction. Uh, I'll tell you this speaking of meat and how to treat it, what's your favorite cut of meat? You like a brisket? You like a back strap? You like a filet? You like something off a of fish? That's just water cattle, baby. That's all fish is. How do you like to prepare it? You grill it? You braise it, huh? 
You cook it in the sun on the back of a Chevelle. How, how do you cook your meat? Well, I just know that when it comes to meat, quality matters. And there's more than just texture and taste. I'm talking about quality meat. And I'm talking about Butcher Box. Support the podcast. Butcher Box. Every month, Butcher Box ships a curated selection of high quality meat right to your house. I'm not talking no, you know, something like this or some dirty jerky. I'm talking about real, high quality meat. All their meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. You're not going to find, you know, a bunch of, you know, quaaludes in the meat or, you know, your meat have lipstick on it. None of that BS. Patented straight meat. It's packed fresh and it's shipped frozen and vacuum sealed. So it stays that way. You can customize your box or go with one of theirs. It's the best meat shipped right to your door, which means one less trip to the grocery. And look, I've gotten Butcher Box, and it's great. Uh, if I'm like, oh, I want to make myself something, I want to get a little bit of bu- little bit of animal blood in me or something, I crack open the freezer and I got a stack of meat. Meat, fish, salmon, everything. It's the best shi- meat. It's the best meat shipped right to your door. And right now you can get two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon absolutely free, plus $20 off your first box. Now that's a deal. Just go to butcherbox.com slash Theo or use promo code Theo at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash Theo or use promo code Theo at checkout. ButcherBox, it's the way that meat should be. I'm going to let you know about this Ridge wallet. And if you want to get somebody meat, that's a great gift. Get them that monthly subscription. They get constant meat. And if you want to get that Ridge wallet, that constant meat, boy. And dude, that'd be a great name for a porn star, wouldn't it? Constant meat versus turducken. And they just go just fighting in the street. Constant meat versus turducken. I love watching that fight. I'm going to say this, that the Ridge wallet helps you carry what you need every day. I used a Ridge this weekend. I used it this week, and I used it last month, and I used it very often. The Ridge is bulletproof. Now, I wouldn't ask somebody to shoot you, but if they do, you have a chance. From streamlining how you carry cash and cards in their flagship wallet to their portable charging commuter backpack, Ridge wants you to make the most out of whatever you're bringing with you. The best thing I like about my Ridge is that I don't have to have that lump in my butt. A lot of senior citizens, if they have a goiter or if they have a bone, you might have an uncle or grandfather have a big bone spur on his ass, on his ass bone. And he sits on the side, you know, always looks like he's hiding, you know, like he's hiding a couple, you know, like he's hiding, um, Maybe uh, about six pairs of mittens under one of his ass cheeks. You don't have to look like that. And you don't have to be like that. And the Ridge wallet is right there in the front. Boom. It's nice looking. I like that. I can set it next to my phone, next to my keys. And I'm keen and I'm G'd up. I'm actually going to send one of my friend, Corey Huff. He just had a baby. Uh, and they um, and he lives in Illinois. And I'm going to send him one as a gift. It's free shipping, so you can get it fast and free returns in case you don't like it. You don't like it, 
take it back. And there's a lifetime guarantee on it. There's 30,000 five-star reviews, so they've got a lot to be confident about over at Ridge. See exactly how it works by going to ridge.com slash Theo. That's ridge.com slash T-H-E-O. And use code T-H-E-O for 10% off. That's right, 10% off. Ridge, get that hitter. Get that hitter, baby. Uh, a lot of great calls have come in. Um, I want to also let you know about some dates. The Lafayette date has sold out. That's December 26th, and I'm so excited. You know, I'm so grateful, man. I've just been working really hard recently on just uh, just trying to go easier on myself and just feel a little bit better, and I can just feel it. I can just start to feel it, you know, and it just makes my shows better. It just... You know, um, you know, I don't want to just, you know, I want to feel good. And so that's what, so I'm really excited. I'm just, it just makes me so much more excited about, uh, the dates. Um, what else got Denver coming up, uh, comedy works South and those tickets are on sale. And I don't know if that's going to be dark arts or just kind of working on new material. Um, Toronto will go on sale this week, finally, I promise. It's going on sale this week. Uh, outside of that, we have every date in Europe is sold out for January. And I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm going to Europe. Not my up, Europe. I'm like a pilgrim. I'm going back. We're doing it again. So, just, I mean... You know, just a lot to be thankful for right now. A lot to be uh, thankful for. And those are some of those things. What else? Any other dates? That might be it for now. Um, unless if you see one online and it's and it's selling, then it's a date that I'm doing. So we do have Oxon Hill, Maryland, uh, and Red Bank, New Jersey. Uh, those dates are also, those are in February. So uh, thank you guys. Tickets available at theovon.com slash tour. And also at TheoVonStore.com, uh, a lot of new merch. We got the Gang Gang hitter from uh, with the cartoon boy on it. And then we got the Get That Hitter sweatshirt and uh, and the Rat King t-shirt. And uh, man, that Rat King t-shirt is dope. I wore it yesterday. Um, just around the house. <laughs> so uh, A lot of good calls have come in and, and I, I feel bad I can't use them all on here. I think we probably have about 10,000 calls that have come in. Um, but uh, but thank you so much for anyone who's ever submitted one and, uh, and for sharing your life um, with, uh, with me and with all of us. Let's take a couple calls here. Hey, Theo, what's up? This is Heather, and I'm calling to ask you how I can get my husband to quit farting around me oh you got that farty man you got that farty man thank you heather let's hear more from you young lady most mostly in the bed because you oh. know, i'm trying to sleep in my little sleep haven and uh crap dusting me under the cover so how can i get him to stop farting everywhere i go oh man well look i mean there's two ways you can look at it differently if you want yeah, he's farting. 
You know, that man's got air coming out of his butt. But if you want, that could be a little sound of love. You know, some animals pass gas on each other. The Japanese do it. You go to Japan, do you fart somewhere? They'll have two people will come over and they'll, you know what I'm saying? They'll hug you. It's, uh, so different places, it's a different thing. So every time he does it, maybe you give him a little big wet kiss. You know, maybe you tickle him when he does it. You need to have a little cute thing of your own. Because some cultures, yeah, you pass gas on somebody, that's, that's like two months of dating in one little, in one fell poof. So if he's throwing that body smoke on you, I think you just, you got to come back at him. But I think, don't look at it as maybe something dirty, look at it as something real beautiful. Because he could fart on anybody. Think about that. He could pass gas on anyone he wants, but he chooses, he chooses to pass gas on you. And there's, you know, we're really evolved now in today's times where everybody's got, you know, you know, DVD players and fucking lasers and everything. But one strong storm and people will be farting on each other for warmth. You know what I'm saying? One big flood and the most gaseous dude in the world is going to have all the b- b- bitches. Because that, I mean, look, that's that's free heat. You know, when I was growing up by the bus stop, my brother sometimes would fart on my hands sometimes if I, did, if I didn't have any mittens with me. So, but now you could feed him cleaner stuff and so he don't have any scent. And you're just getting the warmth. Let's hear more. He farted on me in the shower the other night. Can you? Oh. Can you believe it? Anyway, how do I get him to stop farting? I mean, you could ask him. That's one way to get to get him to do it. You could leave him a little note, uh, or you could just embrace him, or you could punch his ass every time he does it. You know what I'm saying? You know what you could also do. Lick your freaking fingers and slap him in the neck. And I know that's violent of me to say, but... Dude, if somebody... When I was young, somebody would lick two of their fingers and hit you in the neck as hard as they could. And whatever you were doing, you didn't do it anymore. Mmm. I wouldn't do anything after that. I mean, I'd do nothing. But good luck out there with your man. Thank you for calling. All right. Let's get a Patreon question that came in here. Um, Melissa Henry wants to know, do you have a favorite Christmas show, movie, or cartoon? Um, I'm curious. I want to see that new Klaus movie that I saw a billboard for. And also, I like to watch Home Alone, the first one. And I like to watch Elf. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and I'll also watch um, Little House on the Prairie Christmas Spectacular. They have like a Christmas episode, uh, at least one that's pretty good. So I'll tune into some stuff like that. Um, I think that's about it. 
Oh, here's one. Dalton Wyndham asked, what do you think about comedians censoring the opinions of fans on social media? Pete Davidson reportedly now requires a person to sign a non-disclosure agreement to attend a stand-up show. You have to agree not to give interviews, opinions, or critiques about the show. If you violate the agreement, you owe a million dollars. Well, first part of the question, what do you think about comedians censoring the opinions of fans on social media? I think social media censors people all the time. If you go on, you know, Twitter, a lot of things are not allowed to be said on there. Or if they, if there's certain things trending, they'll make them not trend. Um, so I think that's our biggest, that's the biggest censorship I'm worried about is censoring by companies that own uh, the platforms we communicate on. I mean, imagine if 2,000 people, if we didn't have, you know, social media, then we would have our voice. That was our original social media. And imagine if 2,000 people are talking, but you only like to hear what 1,300 of them have to say or what 700 of them have to say, then you could mute those other ones. Then that's that's Twitter and, and Facebook. A lot of these companies, they can do that. They can say, oh, this, we don't like this. We don't like these points of view. We can mute that. That's very scary. Um. Specifically with Pete Davidson, I saw this. I saw this, that he was having people sign an NDA. And I had a couple thoughts. One, uh, for one, part of me thought it was a good idea at first. I was like, oh, well, it makes it a safe space to speak in. Because people would be afraid to talk or people would be afraid to like condemn you. And you could get back to just trying to be humorous. So that was my first thought. It was like, oh, this is interesting. Because if everybody signed an NDA and you didn't have to worry about somebody calling you out, if you tried a joke, then you, you'd be at peace to really feel the energy that I think people used to feel to be able to be creative. You know, I don't know if creativity has the legs that it used to have because it's just been cut off at the knees by so many, just by so many opinions. You know, now creativity has to filter through opinions. Um, and you have to filter it through opinions before you can even share before you can even be creative. So that's kind of spooky. And my second thought was just wondering if, uh, if Peter's having a tough time at his shows. You know, is he just, you know, I know there's been um, articles about, you know, issues he was having. It was at least two articles that I saw where he was having issues. Now, who knows if those articles are, you know, how factual they are, or people being thrown out of his shows. Um, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I worry about him, uh, but I, that could just be, you know, shit, I worry about everything. So, but that's really my thoughts on it. Um, because these days, a lot of people also who are throwing out critiques and stuff like that are just doing it for their own clout. 
So you'll have somebody go see somebody's show. The show will be fine. And then somebody will write a scathing article just because that's going to get more play. You know, if you write something like great about Dave Chappelle's special, that's great. Dave will be happy. A lot of people will agree with you. You write something that's scathing or accuse one of his statements of being a certain anti this or something that or then that becomes a thing online and now your cloud is building as a interviewer, as a, uh, you know, an opinionist or journalist, whatever that word means these days. So I think if, if there's a way for performers to limit that, then maybe that's. Maybe that's maybe there's value there. Maybe it'll just get everybody back to a place where it's like, you know, I came here to have fun and not to uh, just try to get something out of this performance for myself. I don't think a lot of audience members are doing that. I've never felt like that from an audience person or from anybody that I've ever met at my shows. But, you know, I don't know. I, I, I run in different circles than uh, Mr. Pete Davidson. All right, let's take a call right here. Onward. Hey, what's up, Theo? Uh, this is Pedro. I'm calling you from uh, probably one of the top ten uh, dark art cities of the world, uh, Chicago. Oh, what's up, Pedro? Thanks for calling, man. Chicago, yeah, that's Illinois. And my mother was born in Illinois. And I love that state, man. And I'm grateful that it gave me her. And, um, and uh, thank you for calling Onward. I uh, just wanted to call you and you know, say that uh, thank you for uh, you know for for all that you do, for all that positivity that you put out in the world. You know, um, you really uh, you help steer my negativity into a more positive light. Thanks, man. That's nice of you to say that. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you saying that. That's very sweet of you. Onward. Well, especially recently, I just had a bit of a bad breakup. Um with a girl that I've known for quite a while and uh the reason for the breakup was uh all that negativity that I that I that I carry with me, you know. And that kind of uh pushed me in a in a more uh in a more positive path. To be on a more positive path, you know, I, I it's it's something that I really need to work on myself, you know. Um for this up uh, this upcoming uh this upcoming week I'll be taking a trip out to a New Orleans, you know, because what better way to battle the dark arts than to uh, go to a city known for dark arts. Amen, brother. Yeah, uh, have fun down there in New Orleans, man. I hope you have a good time. Uh, and I'm sorry to hear about that breakup. And uh, yeah, man, that negativity, man. I feel you. Yeah, you know, I can, I can relate uh, to that. You know, I was in a relationship one time and I was negative, man. You know, in a lot of the relationships I've been in, actually, when I think about it, I was negative. You know, I didn't want to have fun sometimes. I didn't. I didn't want to have fun with someone else. Especially not with somebody else who loved me. I didn't want to. I couldn't, or I didn't want to, somewhere in there. 
you know, because if I had fun with that person, you know, if I stay positive, then it, then it's put it's really putting yourself out there. It's making yourself real vulnerable. You know, letting somebody see me have a good time. Just hard for me. You know, just hard uh, for me to do. There's something about it. I just. I think I was afraid to let myself be seen having a good time. Because if you see me having fun, if you know that I care about you. then that opens that opens up a lot of risk that opens up a lot of risk and it's easier to be negative that way it shuts everything down it shuts down all possibility it shuts down all joy that that could happen But man, it just, you know, in hindsight, I wish I had lifted up more of the women that I, that I, you know, have had relationships with. You know, the good part of me does, my heart definitely does. You know, and just be brave enough to, you know, to let them see you have fun. Yeah, for me, I think uh, people seeing me have a good time or something, maybe it was a sign of weakness for me at times in my life or I don't know. And I'm not, you know, trying. I'm not having pity on myself or anything. I'm just trying to think about why I didn't want, why I would be negative. And the saddest thing about it is when I think back, is I've got I've got, I've had the blessing of being able to date some really some women that were very beautiful on the inside first and foremost and I really shut that down with a lot of my negativity sometimes you know I, I just and uh and that's not what I want to be about so I think there's ways to figure it out man I don't have it all figured out myself so I I can't really I can just relate to kind of maybe somewhat of what you're talking about but uh, but yeah I don't know exactly the solution man it's you know one of the reasons that I you know I struggle in relationships you know and it's okay I'm determined to you know to get better and to get into a better place with them and um and I do believe that we can. I do believe that. And I think we want it. You know, you sound like a nice guy, man. You sound like somebody that that I'd vote for, bro. Vote for Pedro, you know? So just don't be too hard on yourself, man. And we just we can learn from our mistakes, but we should we gotta figure out why we do it. You know, for me a lot of it is I just uh uh-uh. If I let a if I'm in a relationship and a woman sees me feeling good about myself or sees me having fun or it's just scary, it, you know. Maybe it goes back to who knows. I don't know. When I was young, I just I don't know. I, I don't know, man. But keep your head up, and thanks for calling and um, 
and helping me kind of think about it a little bit. You know, I've been struggling recently to really get in touch with any of my feelings at all, especially the past six months. So having this moment to really to think about this, even some, uh, it's been nice for you. It's been nice for me. So thank you, bro. Uh, be good to yourself, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, let's take a call here. Here we go. Yo, Theo, this is Anthony from Indianapolis. Uh, you wanted us to call in for comments, questions, concerns, issues. Yep, thank you for calling, Anthony. Um, onward. Well, this is an issue. See, at the one hour and 22 minute mark of your podcast with Mr. Neil Brennan, uh, you decided out of all 30 teams in the NBA, you compared your less than sex life to my Indiana Pacers. And that's when you made it personal. I can't, I can't listen to the rest of this podcast. And to be honest, I don't know if I can even continue. Gang, bro, I respect it. Thank you for, thank you for the call, uh, Anthony. Yeah, if I think about my sex life, dude, or my sexual ability, I'm the Indiana Pacers. And it's not sex life, it's sex ability, man. You know, I'll keep shooting, I'll take some chances. You know, I do a few more layups than I do dunks. I steal. Um, you know, I'll call a lot of timeouts. Uh, and I'm not like a real champion, but... But... You know, but... Uh, but I always, you know, I, I keep playing. And... And I think, yeah, I think that's where I am, man. I really do think I'm the Indiana Pacers of uh, when it comes to sexual. So thank you for the call, man, and thank you for thinking about it. All right, let's take another call here. Here we go. Hey, Theo, this is Brady uh, from Janaton Hutton in the great state of Ohio, the big boy Buckeye State. I just got a question for you um, about hairstyles, since you are the king of hairstyles. Well... I'm, uh, I have a hairstyle, that is for sure, man. You know, I got this hairstyle, boy, and I got that splash, baby, go, gang. Um, always had short hair, and I'm a senior in college, mm. and I'm really debating on growing up my hair and getting that juicy big boy mullet. That mullet, huh? You thinking about that mullet? That mullet. Onward. Um, you know, with that last semester coming in you know in the professional world i don't know if it's a little bit too risque to have that big boy mullet rolling around dude let me tell you this about risque brother you know what's risque to go through your whole life looking like a dang head chump you gotta grow that splash baby drop that backsplash i'm talking about that baby drape i'm talking about that freaking magic carpet ride on the back of your neck you ain't got the balls to grow the falls, brother. You talking about the professional world? Professional world? Playoffs? Dude, you're out of your mind, man. You're fresh out of college, dude. You still smell like LSD and liquor. Nobody's giving you a decent job for a while, buddy bear. Okay? So I think you need to freaking get that honey drip off the back. Let me tell you this, man. You walk into an office... With that mullet, and they'll love you. They'll respect you. You're not just a man, you're a mascot. You come in with that mullet, baby, and people wanna see it. 
you'll have ladies hanging off of it. Where's the secretary? We haven't found where. Uh, and she, you can't even find her because every time you turn your head, she swings to the other side of you because she's hanging off that curtain. You got to get that curtain, baby, that certain curtain, dog. In some places, it's a mullet. And in Europe, okay, which is a lot of the world, it is a, a hockey, uh, soccer haircut. You go up to Canada, this is a hockey haircut. So, look, but I'm saying this. If you want to live your whole life never knowing what it feels like to be a beast, then go on. Go get you a job, dog. But I'd rather show up looking like the Lord's boy. With that freaking waterfall. Good luck out, out in the world, man. Whatever you choose to do. But you keep that fade, bro. Gang. Um, I'm going to tell you this right now. You got to know that hiring can be a slow process. Especially if everybody has the same haircut. But you see one person come in with that... Oh, you know straight up. You got to drop them trout lines on that neck, baby. You got to come full. You got to get that lettuce, baby. You got to serve that cabbage. Grow, grow it out, brother. And get a job, man. You get a job, dude, doing whatever you want. Wrestling, body slamming the neighbor, making love, dude. Once you get that hair, boy. <sighs> Speaking of hair and hiring... Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Altura's COO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter, get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ziprecruiter.com tpw. That's ziprecruiter.com tpw. ziprecruiter.com tpw. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Couple more calls, man, and I love these, and I'm and 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 uh, and I'm happy to be here, and I'm ha you know, and I'm doing my best, man. I'm doing my best. You know, sometimes I'm afraid. I get afraid to talk about stuff on here. Sometimes I think I don't know what happened. I think I just got afraid sometimes this year. Um. Man, I just got afraid of everything. Uh, 
But that's the past, man. And um, and that's okay. And everything is going to be okay. Uh, let's take another couple of calls, man. Here we go. Hey, what's up, Theo Vaughn? This is Luke from Tampa, Florida. What's up, Luke? Thank you for hitting the hotline, brother. And I'm real happy right now. Uh, I just asked out my crush. Nice. Uh, crush at work, you know, we were friends. I was talking to her and I started to like her and stuff. And, uh, you know, deci- decided today to ask her out. And, you know, I just came up to her and said, you know, do you want to grab coffee or something sometime? And- nice, nice casual move. And, you know, she started to get weird, and I just said, you know, you can, I know this is weird, you can say no if you want to. And um, she was just like, I mean, yeah, we can get, get coffee as friends. And that kind of broke my heart a little bit. But now I, you know, now I know I can move on, and I don't have to catch feelings for this girl anymore. And I did a good thing for my self-esteem. You know, it hurts a little bit, but... I know in the long term this is this is good for me, and this was a this was a brave thing for me to do. I don't do stuff like that often, so I'm just real happy. So, hey, thank you, man. Peace. Peace, brother. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Hell yeah, bro. Luke out there getting it in, dude. There's no I, getting rejected by a woman. Fine, lady. You miss the bus. If you don't like being on the bus, then bye-bye. You missed it. Dude, that's brave, man. I love it. I love it because there ain't a man out there who doesn't wish if they could go back in time so many times that they'd ask the girl out. And that's not you today. It does wonders for your self-esteem. Hearing that inspired my self-esteem, man. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, and it, what a great statement that it hurts a little now, but you know now. You're not going to have these aimless, wandering thoughts about her and all of this and that. You're going to have, yeah, you're, it's clean in your book. Your communication was real, real clean, man. That's awesome. And that's communication. You had a feeling you communicated it. She communicated. You recognized when she felt a little uncomfortable which is real nice of you. You didn't put this, you know, you didn't put that hot iron on her back. Man, I commend you, bro. Gang, boy. That's what we do around here. That's what we do. We ask girls out. We get rejected. Gang, gang, boy. Self-esteem gang, bro. I love that, dude. Thank you for calling, man. This Man, that made me feel so good. Thank you so much, brother. Um, dang, that's powerful right there. Get out of your head. Get into action. He did it. He did it. Let's take another call. Hey, Theo. Um, um, I'm like I'm, I'm like you, man. I I got that got that monkey on my back, and I'm 
I just don't know what to do anymore. Thank you for calling, man. Um, let's hear more. But, listen, man, I've been sober a handful of times, and I've had a few years under my belt, and I've always gone back to the dark side, you know? And, uh, man, I'm 42 years old, and I've got these beautiful kids, and, uh, I got three of them, and they're amazing. And I'm just starting to run out of, I'm running out of gas, man. Like I can't hold up like I used to, and, and I, and the drinking is just, it's tearing me down. I feel ashamed to call on this line and sit here and cry, but I'm tired, man. It's wearing me out, and I'm so tired, and I don't, I feel. Hopeless about getting back in the program. And I think that's the main reason I'm calling you. Cause I don't know how to get that, that, get that hope going again and, and believe that, that I can do this one more time. I just don't know how to live sober. It scares the hell out of me. Right? All these kids depend on me and that's a lot of pressure. And I'm, I didn't grow up like a lot of people. I think I grew up kind of like you. And I don't really know how to handle shit, man. I'm just trying real hard, but it's getting harder, and, I, and I'm I'm starting to fuck things up. And you know, I was talking to my buddy, he's been my sponsor a bunch of times. But anyway, he said, you know, he was talking to me about the gambler and about how the gambler just keeps playing until they lose. That they're actually playing to lose. And I, and I, and I, I think that might be the case for me for some reason. Like, I don't know how to stop this thing. Anyway, man, I don't know what I'm trying to say to you, and I don't even know why I'm calling you about it. You know, like, it seems like the right thing to do would be like, well, hey, take your ass to a meeting, you dummy. Mm-hmm. And I, and I hear that, but where I live, man, sometimes meetings, they don't, they don't really provide what you need. Not a lot of great meetings around here, but man, I, the, the, here's the deal, man. I just want to stop this shit, man. And I just want to be a good dad. I just want my kids. I just want to be something that my kids can look up to and have pride in and want to be like, but, but, that's not what they're seeing right now. And I, it's killing me, man. <sighs> Thanks for calling, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, I'm sorry that you're having a tough time. You know, um, as brave of you to call. You know, it shows that, or to me, it shows that you care about yourself. Yeah, I can relate a lot, man. I I, I can relate a lot. I think we are a lot the same. 
you know, I just keep trying, but I was uh, just not finding solution, not finding comfort. Man, it gets tiring. It gets so tiring, just the energy we spend, just t- just just spinning our wheels, man. And the gambler, that's a is a good reference by your friend. Yeah, sometimes just keep playing just to lose. You know, sometimes when I would smoke cigarettes, I would smoke them and I would be, I'd burn half of one, I'd start smoking the next one. Before I even finished the one I was on, I'd put it out and start smoking the next one. Because I wasn't smoking to enjoy smoking, I was smoking just to burn myself down. I wanted to cook my heart like a damn little chicken. Because I had control over that. Yeah, just playing to lose, man. I don't care if I lose, at least, but at least I lose. You know, I'm in control if I lose. That's this thing that 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 that's this story that there is. That's the feeling. You know, watch me wreck my life. Don't don't you care? That was this thing always inside of me. Watch me, you know. Watch me. You know, when it came to my addiction and stuff, or when it comes to it, that's a story that's inside of me sometimes, or that can be inside of me. Watch me ruin everything. Because I'm in control of that. It's so hard to let go of control. That's the thing. It's so hard to... I mean, you're doing it right there. When you man, you're saying you're tired. Man, I know that tiredness, brother. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of feeling alone. I'm tired of not. I'm tired of also not even being there for myself. I mean, that's the loneliest, bro, when you don't even have yourself. Because you've done set up so many little goals for yourself and not achieved them every time and time again that you don't even trust yourself. In my experience, because uh, I mean, I've had you know, I've had a, a recent experience with this of um, just being sick of myself, man. I got sick of myself this year. You know, one of the best years of my life in some circles, and I just didn't feel good. You know, I didn't, and it's not, a, and, and so I, what I was doing was I wasn't doing anything to take care of myself, really. I had to start doing things different. I had to take action. You know, and I'm not telling you what to do. Uh, but what has worked for me is taking action. 
and the meetings. Sometimes I go to the meetings and the program works. I, I don't deny that 12 step that recovery works. And it's contrary action. That's the action I have to take a lot of times. You know, when I don't want to go to the meeting, when I don't want to pray, when I don't want to ask for help. It's so hard to ask for help because we're, you know, we, you know, we feel like we're the only person that cares about us. So, and we've always been the only person that cares about us. So to ask for help is like a weakness, you know, that's what I've found for myself, but, but it's not, man. There's so many gifts on the other side of that. There's so many gifts on. In that book, it's not even about the meetings. It's about that book. It's about the the process. You know, you could be in any meeting. You could be in the worst meeting. And it's about, really, it's, it's about the meeting that you have with yourself. Meeting yourself in your heart and saying, hey, I got to do things different. You know, I really do want something different for me. I want to have some self-esteem. I want to feel good. I want to I want my kids to look at me and know I'm going to do whatever I say I'm going to do or or them to trust me and be reliable. All the things that I always hated because I felt like they weren't there for me are the things that my alcoholism wants me to become. You know, drugs and alcohol for me are just a side effect. Those are just, I don't even know if I have addiction to those things. But I have addiction to but I have addiction, man. I have, a, you know, just not feeling good about yourself. I can relate, man. I'm sorry that you're dealing with it, man. I'm sorry. I really am, brother. Man. And it's hard to go to those meetings. It's hard to say, yeah, I'm going to do this for myself. It's hard to go back. It's hard to sit in a meeting that's not even fun or good. Sometimes I'll go to meetings that's not even good. And I stay. It's just a test. So then that's just a test of patience. But doing the work, doing the 12 steps, man, there is a brighter side to it. And I'm sorry that you feel, I'm, I'm assuming you probably just feel so alone, bro. But that's just a feeling, man, that's not true. The truth is there's probably a lot of people that care about you. And I'm one of them, man. Count me in. You know, when you said that we're a lot alike, man, I knew right then when you said that, that we are. And I didn't know it in my ears and in my brain. I just knew it in my heart. There was nothing. There's nobody could. You could cut a million cables, bro, and you couldn't disconnect that fact from me. We are a lot alike, man. Uh and this isn't a self-pity thing. This ain't a pity party. It's the strongest thing to do. 
to say, I want to have a bigger experience inside of my heart. You know, it's that's where the joy, that's where the circus is. I want to be a, a billionaire in my aortas, brother. That's what I want. And I believe, you have to believe, or I have to believe that there is a way. I have to believe that. But man, I tell you that, the, that, that those 12 steps do work. And if you're having trouble, man, maybe, you know, ask your God or ask your, or ask God or ask your higher power for some willingness. You know, God, just make me willing. God, please today just help me have some willingness to try something different. To try some contrary action. Man, I do stuff. Last night, some friends invited me to a hockey game. First hockey game I had a chance to go to. I didn't want to go. Because something inside of me wants to isolate. It wants to be by myself. It wants to, you know, let my feelings of, of, you know, less than. It wants to let them out like squirrels and let them run around all over my body. But I say, yes, I will go. Yes, I will be there at this time. And I went. And, dude, I had a great time. I had a great time. And that's contrary action. I learned that from... You know, the program. Because I don't want to do contrary action a lot of times. I want to do it my way. Because that's the way I always did it, I felt like. I did things my way. Nobody cared. I'm doing it my way. And that works for a long time. That worked for me for a long time until it didn't work anymore. You know, until it just didn't work anymore. And that's okay. I recognize that that pattern doesn't work and I need to develop a new pattern. But I believe you. I believe in you, man. I believe that you can do it. And you got three beautiful kids, dude. That's awesome, man. You got those gifts, man. You got gifts. You got gifts flying out of your dick, brother. Honestly. You know, I hate to be profane like that, but. I wasn't going to say that, and then I just said it, but um, but man, you got a big heart, bro. And um, you can do it, man. If you really want it, you can do it. I believe in you, man. And I and I bet you believe in you too. But we're strong-willed, bro. When we want to do something, we can do it. And uh, I love you, bro, gang, man. Thank you for thank you for the call. Um, all right, let's take a man. Sorry, I, that was just that was man. It takes power. It's scary. It's you know, it takes power. It's brave, bro. That's brave, man. We're brave. We being fucking soldiers today, gang. Let's take a call. Hey, Theo. This is uh, Ryan from Idaho. Uh, just keep calling. I know you get a lot of problems and whatever, um, but I just wanted to call and uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your podcast. Uh, it's got me through some really rough days um, trying to clean up and, and get my life back together. I'm now celebrating five months of sobriety today, and... uh 
you know, your podcast has been a um, a really awesome anchor for me throughout the day so I don't burn down my place of employment, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, I just want to say I appreciate you. Uh, love you and keep doing what you're doing, man. Gang, gang. Gang, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the warm words. Um, you did that. You know, it's nice of you to, to to say thank you to me. And, uh, you know, I love where your heart's at with that. But you did that. You know, you chose to do something for yourself and you did it. You know, that's your five months of sobriety. That's the thing about that program, man. It is not a pro- They don't have this meeting. They don't have these people this. It is a program. It is you. It's you against the devils inside of you. And you chose to challenge a man in five months, dude. That's amazing. You know, in the past year, I lost three friends uh, who overdosed. And um, and it's scary out there. You know, I don't like to think, uh, I don't like to, I, I know this is, you know, this episode's gotten kind of real. And a lot of them have been. My life's this has been shit. It's been hard for me to be funny this year. Which is crazy because it's been the year of, you know, most comedy success for me in my in my work, but on my human side, it's you know the battle's different. And uh, man, thank you so much for calling and saying that you got five months, dude. That makes me feel so good, bro. It makes me feel so good to know, uh, just to hear that when you share that, dude. That's you sharing hope. That's hope. That's hope you're sharing, man. We're getting this, bro. Everybody. Everybody, dude, we're getting shot down by our crushes, bro. You feel me? And that's how we do it. We get rejected, boy. Nobody gets rejected like us. Rejection gang, bro. That's who we are. Man, y'all got me fired up. I love this, dude. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for being a part of my day today. Uh, let's take this one last call. Um... Let's take this one last call here. Hey, Theo, this is Tim Dimmick from San Antonio, Texas. What's up, Timmy? Thank you for calling, baby. Uh, so I've been going to uh, recovery for the past nine months, trying to get my life better the last three years. Amen, brother. What you got for us, Tim? I really got serious about it in the last five months. So I went to my church, uh, moved away from my um, town in Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Texas. Went with my church, got connected, basically started serving in my church like my higher power served for me. You got connected. You started doing service. I like it, bruh. And what had happened was uh, this this Christmas, they're giving out five big gifts. Now, the cool thing about the big gifts is that our church passed around a bucket, a KFC bucket. Damn, your church passed around a real KFC bucket, bro. That fucking gangsta, dude. The angels have wings over there, bro, and, and breasts and thighs, boy. Look at the nuggets on them. Angelinos. Onward, papa. And we all put money in the bucket, and then they passed it around again and said, if you got bills, take out of the bucket. Mm. The money left over from five services in Community Bible Church was 75 grand. And me going through my... Uh, struggle and being service to the church. Damn, what you on a walkie-talkie, baby? But I love it, bro. That's communication, dude. 
I'll communicate with a damn slingshot, bro. I'll whisper into the freaking into that little into that little holster on a slingshot and fire that secret across the universe, gang. Onward. They had noticed that my vehicle wasn't the best of shape, and it was um, a '99 Ford Ranger. I got into a wreck in April and um, broke the back windshield with my face. Long story. Damn, bro. Damn. You drive like a professional wrestler in the 80s, boy. That's gangster, son. Onward. Short. The church said I was the first qualified uh, recipient uh, to receive a brand new 2011 Ford F-150. God bless me. Um, all I can say is that if it just helps one person come to recovery, then it'll all be it'll all be worth it. I did have a huge blessing to my life. And I just wanted to share that with your audience and, and you as well. Gang, gang, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what? I'm busted, all right? Gang, bro. That's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that, dude. Um, Wow, man. You got a new truck, dude? That's amazing, bro. Dude, that's so grateful. You can hear the gratitude right there. You can hear the gratitude in that man. Thank you for sharing, bro. Um. Man, I just, to hear somebody be so grateful, bro, that's awesome. Man, it just reminds me of the things I'm I, I'm grateful for, dude. Uh, and how I just, man, I lost that this year. I lost that feeling of gratitude. You know, I wake up in a world, man. I wake up in a world. I'm a human being. That's amazing, man. I'm a spirit that gets to be in this thing. That's a gift, man. You know, and I'm not trying to sound preachy or anything, and I didn't make this episode to be all about, uh, you know, people that are struggling with recovery or anything like that. I mean, hell, the one lady is struggling with farts in her bed. But, you know, I was listening to the calls today, and, man, uh, it just hit me in the heart, man. You know, there's a special group of people that are that are part of this podcast, man. And uh, I think part of me, man, I feel, I don't feel bad. I just, I forgot that this year. You know, I, I, dude, I struggled this year feeling gratitude so much. And I had so much to be grateful for. And one of the things that I didn't realize how grateful I was, was just, uh, for the, just that there's an amazing group of people that, that tune in here. And man, and when I listen to the voicemails, I feel like just a listener. You know, I'm just somebody just it's like we're just like it's like an echo chamber. We're just throwing it back and forth. Uh but yeah, I really struggled with gratitude this year. And it was so it was hard because all I wanted to be was grateful and I couldn't feel it. I could say it, but I just couldn't feel it, man. Uh and that's okay, you know. Well, I learn it and I'll figure it out. And um and it's getting better. And uh But man, that's beautiful, dude. You got a truck, man, and you need to get places and you're trying to do something. And you know, action creates action. This guy showed up who his program, whatever it is. You know, he showed up, he showed up, he showed up. And next thing you know, he got wheels under him. Now he's got a way to show up easily. And that's, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. 
Anything you want. That was the song by Bishop Gunn. You can have anything you want. And it does take work, man. But never in my life have I worked for something and not had it equal something. I don't know if any of us have. Have you ever worked real hard for something and not gotten it? Not gotten something? Not gotten something out of it? You always get a gift on the inside or on the outside. You know, God will put an F-150 in your in your driveway or in your thriveway, brother, in your heart. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. I was kind of rambling, but, man, I'm just, <sighs> everything's going to be okay. It is, baby. It is. I mean, those two men are stuck in that blizzard, dude, with that dog. Jeepers. So, you know, and I mean, if anything, pray for that animal. Man, that thing, it didn't want all of that. It didn't want all of that. But we got this. We're making it, man. Uh, thank you to everybody that called in. Thank you to everybody that paid attention. Thank you to everybody that's coming out to one of these future shows. Um, thank you for being my friend through this. You know, I don't know what I'm doing when I started this podcast and I don't know what I'm doing ever. Um, but you know, I'm just grateful. I can feel myself starting to come out the other side of like the tough stuff I've been feeling this year. And, uh, and I'm just grateful, man. I just got scared this year. I had so much ego. I couldn't, I just, everything inside of me, just all this fear just flared up and I just had a tough time. And I know some of you might not have noticed. Some of you don't care. That's fine. That's fine. This ain't about, I guess it's just about, it's about me right now. Um, but man, I just, just when I was listening to those calls today, it was the best part of my day. You know, you know why? Because I just didn't feel alone, man. I didn't feel alone. And that's it, man. We can get our dreams. I was going to play Making It. But that's too slow, man. We, we lift her than that. We lift her than that. We getting do we uh, if you, we got a crush ask her out even if she's married go ask her out she tells you to go fuck yourself you say fuck yeah just got rejected checkmate because that's what we do we do what we want bruh that's safe for others but we do what we want and we get rejected and we take our chances. And that's brave, man. That's contrary action. Everything in your body says no. And you say yes. And you move your feet. We move our feet. And our brain will follow. You can't think your way into positive action, but you can act your way into positive thinking. That's the oldest saying. 
We can do it, bro. I'm getting preachy. We can do it, man. You guys be good to yourselves, man. You can have anything you want. I believe that. And thank you for uh, for being a great part of my day, gang. be good to yourselves man you deserve it gang ladies and gentlemen i'm jonathan kite and welcome to kite club a podcast where i'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events stand-up stories and seven ways to pleasure your partner the answer may shock you sometimes i'll interview my friends sometimes i won't and as always i'll be joined by the voices in my head you have three new voice messages a lot of people are talking about kite club I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.